Welcome to the Awakening Church, one of the great churches Maui has to offer. And now, special guest speaker David Anderson with this week's message. All right, welcome, welcome to the Awakening Church here in Maui, Hawaii, the great island of Maui. This is Kihei. We're so honored that everyone has come here today, whether you came by a boat or plane or you came in on a skateboard, bruh, or you walked in, you got a little sand on your feet. That's all right here at the Awakening Church. Amen. We're so glad that you came today. And those that are looking at us right now through Facebook Live, we thank you so much for joining in. Kick your shoes off because half of us don't have them on anyway. Amen. We're so glad that, that everyone has come together today to love on each other with the love of Jesus. I can just see the, the honey dripping off your face that you're excited to come in the presence of God into his house. My name is David Anderson. This loud mouth up here is David Anderson. Hold on, let me slow on just a second before I keep going. I do drag my words a little bit, so, but I, I, I'm not having a stroke. And I don't have a bunch of marbles in my mouth. I'm from South Georgia. And being from South Georgia is kind of ironic. I wound up in South Kihei, something about the South. I keep winding up in the South. Amen. I was with the pastor this week. And, and first of all, I want to thank the pastor and thank his wife. Thank the Awakening family for just embracing me when I came here. And they, they will do the same to you. I promise you that. They will embrace you because they care about you. They care about God's children. You know, God don't have any grandkids. He's only got sons and he's only got daughters. Amen. And I want to be a son as, as best I can to my daddy. But when I was talking to the pastor, he said, he said, David, I think you're ready maybe to speak Sunday. I got excited. And I said, sure, okay. I walked out, and this wave hit me, and I said, what, 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 wait a minute. Not again. Not again. Is this bring a redneck to church Sunday again? Not again. Wait a minute, I'm not in Georgia, but maybe it's a trick. Well, I figured I was okay because I have more than four teeth, so I'm okay. I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Yeah, but my name is David Anderson, and I, I'm truly honored to be here today. And there's a lot of things that, uh, that have occurred in my life. And believe me, it's going to be a happy ending. It's going to be okay. I want to tell you a little bit about who I am. Okay, some of you guys might relate. But I was in the military. Some may or may not have been in the military. I retired from the military. Great career. I retired as a police officer for 15 years. And the way I wound up, how'd you wind up in Georgia? Well, I didn't, I didn't take a wrong turn because most of the time that's what happens in Georgia. You take a wrong turn. You wind up lost down the dirt road. I wound up here because I was able to get a DOD, Department of Defense, job with the Air Force. Amazing. God is so good. And I work on Haleakala. So if I lose my breath, it's because I'm at 10,000 feet every day. I'm huffing and puffing today trying to get my air. Amen. Let's get a little deeper. Let's get just a little bit deeper. I have three kids. I am a father. I know about children. I know all about chicken nuggets. I know all about it. Yes, I do. And I got two girls that are in college. I got a son that's here with me, 22 years old. He's with me, and he eats like crazy. But if he walks across the lanai, he'll fall in a, in a nail hole. You got to pull him out. But he eats everything. I don't have any food in my house, so if you didn't eat any of the donuts, leave them because I need food for this week, just to let you know. Amen. But I also was married for 20 years. I love marriage. I love being married. I love having a partner. I love having someone there. I know that marriage is ordained by God. I love that. It's an amazing thing. And I lived this American dream. This American dream. I'm going to tell you things that's going to make you feel a little sad, but I'm going to tell you some things that might make you a little happy too. 
Because I want us all to be, all of us kind of be in this boat together. Okay? And we're going to help one another. Now, when I was, uh, when I was a police officer, uh, I knew God. And I lived this American dream. I, gr- I grew up from when I was 1 to 15 years old in church. So I knew who God was, studied as a little kid. I don't know, any of you guys go to church when you was a little kid? These little kids, Jesus loves me, this I know. We know that song, don't we? Some of us do, some of us don't. This might be your first time in church. But as a police officer, I knew it, and I knew it as a soldier growing up as well. I knew that. I knew who God was, but I didn't want to have anything to do with God because he made me soft. I didn't want to be soft. I thought I was going to be soft if I, if I loved Jesus and hugged folks and got all excited about the Lord and what is all this about? I'm not a good dancer, so I, I know I wouldn't be good in church because I can't dance too good. So I said, you know what, I'm going to go. But this American dream was so awesome. Beautiful home, white picket fence, wonderful little puppy in the yard that I got to kick every day when I got home. Three beautiful babies. I didn't know if my name was Daddy or, or Mr. Chicken Nugget because that's all they ate. They don't care what daddy's title is. Just bring the nuggets home, daddy. Amen. And I'm telling you that American dream was awesome. But sometimes decisions are made that change life. And when they change life, we go, where do we go from here? What do we do now? What is going on? And all of a sudden, I began to look and I knew God. I went to church. And the only reason I went to church was so my wife would shut up and leave me alone. Yeah. I went to church for, for the wrong reason. And I began to say, this is pretty nice. There's some nice people there. You know what? This is pretty awesome. The food is so good. Isn't it good? All fat. I'm telling you, bacon 24-7. I love going to church at that time. And, and, my, and, and it kind of reversed in my home a little bit. And decisions were made. Life was changed. That's kind of sad. The American dream kind of faded away a little bit. Anybody had a few faded dreams? A few faded dreams? Has anything ever just kind of like, I can't believe this happened to me? Everything physical that I had acquired was gone. And everything that was spiritual with, with other people was gone. And I started to feel very lonely. And then all of a sudden, American dream again. I met someone. And, and it was amazing. And when I was married, I lost a child. I lost a son and buried a son. And I thought, God is blessing me. Double form of trouble. This young lady had twins. Woo! And they was wide open, buddy. I'm telling you. You walk through the house, there's stuff everywhere. They were just the, the dynamic duo, destroying everything. I love them to death. They called me daddy. I loved it. Beautiful home. Beautiful car. Surely God has blessed me. Surely this will not end. Surely. This is amazing. It went away. Decisions were made. And life changed. Life changed. And it's like, why, do I, why does this keep repeating? I don't understand. Why does this keep repeating? When I was in the military and I was in the Army, I had work associates. I had soldiers under my command. I had those guys, but they were just work associates. Anybody got work associates? They kind of want to be a friend, but they're kind of not a friend. Sometimes they only want to know the dirt. They don't want to know the good. And you feel lonely. A police officer out there in the street. I had tons of officers that were my friends. I thought 
but I couldn't tell them anything. I was alone. Everywhere I went, I was alone. I was at home sitting right beside who I thought was my best friend. I was alone. I don't know what to say. I got things going on inside of me that I want to I say. And, li hey, let's get away from all the bad. That makes you feel kind of depressed. I was excited because when I was in the military, I got promoted seven times. I got awards. I got accolades. I wanted to come home and shout, look what happened. Nobody was there. Nobody showed up to basic when I, when I graduated. Nobody showed up when I was the NCO of the battalion for the entire state of Georgia. Not one person was there. It's pretty lonely. Police officer, graduated academy, nobody there. It's pretty sad. But I was excited about it. Man, it's hard to pull me down, I, I'm telling you. I keep a fire burning. And I, but, but I was still alone. And as a police officer at the governor's mansion, receiving the highest award that a police officer can receive in the state of Georgia, I was the only one there. But it was okay. It was okay. And it, but, it, but, it was, but it was tough. It was kind of tough. And I had to stop right in the middle of all this chaos just before I even came here. And I had to realize who is the most lonely I've ever known, read about, told about. And it quickened inside of me. Jesus was pretty lonely. He was pretty lonely on that cross, wasn't he? He was pretty lonely. Jesus had a lot of followers. He had his disciples. But he was pretty lonely. Because when it got real hot, people kind of got away, didn't they? Kind of walked away from him. The loneliest man I could think of. But he had something that I didn't. And he had a relationship with his father. He had this relationship that connected, that he was able to endure because he had this relationship. That's it. That's what I got to do. I don't have to look any further. Go to the source. Jesus is the source. He's going to show me. Let me find out how I can get rid of all this loneliness. Let me find out. He's got the idea. He's got it. I've got to find out what it is. You guys want to know what it is today? Anybody want to know what it is? There are things going on in your life right now. You don't know what is going on. How? Anybody, one person, understands what I'm saying. Feels alone in the midst of a crowd. Go to a movie theater with 300 people set in the middle, and you're the only one there. I begged the guy with the flashlight to talk to me. Hey, man, you want to talk? I got some problems. You don't want to hear that. It is very discouraging. We're going to go to Jesus today, and we're going to find out what he's got to say about it. Everybody want to go? Everybody want to go? This is yes, and this is no. Yes and no. There we go. I talked to the pastor. We, we talked about, you know, my timing and timing to get the message through. I, I wanted to make sure that I had plenty of time. Uh, and, and I didn't want to go too long, but I wanted to prepare for that. I bet everybody saw this McDonald bag when I came in, huh? So, I, so if you get hungry, I went ahead and brought you lunch, okay? All right? So we might be here for a little while. So anybody want, want lunch, raise your hands up. Heads up. Raise your hands up. I got a fish sandwich. Here we go. That's a fish sandwich. I got another fish sandwich here. It's some pokey. Come on now. I know there's some hungry people here. Somebody, oh, somebody is hungry. Because if you're ready, if you're ready, you gotta, you're going to bring your lunch.
Bring your lunch. Get ready. Bring your lunch. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today for this opportunity to be in your presence. Holy Spirit, we let you just have your way in this place. We thank you that Jesus is our example, and we're going to follow him today. Lord, we're going to listen to him. We're going to listen to the words that come from him. Lord, let me be the vessel that the words may come out of. Those that are listening right now live, I want you to, to shut your eyes, and I want you to meditate and listen to the words of my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And today, we're going to try to connect. Not even try. We will connect, and we will pray to this heavenly Father. Father God, we thank you right now. In Jesus' name, all said amen. 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 Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Here we go. I get excited because when I refer to Jesus as our example, okay, we're going to have three little steps, real easy, just like a baby. One, two, three. We got that, right? One, two, three. And our first step that we're going to go to right now is that we want a prayer life, and we're going to kind of set this in motion. And the way we're going to set this in motion is three little steps. And one, the one first step is set a time. Set a time to pray. We are busy people. Time is money and money is time. Isn't that right? One, sometimes they're equal and one might be over the other. We just don't want to give up our time, especially with our children. But we have to give our, our time so we can go to work. And sometimes we just get, we get depressed because we just don't have time in a day, in a 24-hour period. But you know what? We create that sometimes. We, we say yes almost to everything. But that's okay. But now we have the example. Go to first scripture, Mark. Mark 135 says, Before daybreak the next morning, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. He got up. He made a decision. I'm going to get up. You know, this flesh does not like to get up. Who likes to sleep? Woo! That's almost everybody in the house. If you got babies, you lying if you didn't raise your hand. You are lying. Yeah, you got babies. You need to sleep. And I work at night. I need to sleep. And this flesh don't like to get up. Jesus is just like we are. He was flesh and blood. He worked all day. He was exhausted. He was tired. He was a carpenter. He had quotas to make. I'm sure daddy was like, come on, boy. They didn't have nails. They dovetailed. Put spikes in. They worked hard. Jesus was tired too. But he decided, and during that time before his ministry started at 30 years old, being a carpenter, he had to also study and pray and read the Torah on Sunday. He was always busy, busy about his father's work. But he was also busy about praying and setting this time. We're going to set a time. Set a time. Somebody say, set a time. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I guess only one person is going to do it. Only one person is going to do it. If you don't have a watch, you know, after church, I got an hourglass. You can flip it over. Set a time. Number two, we're going to also have a place. I'm going to go back one second. We got seek a place to pray. Seek a place to pray. What does that mean? It's hard to find a place to pray, isn't it? Because your house is so filled and so busy. 
uh, my day ended at about 11.45 when I was in my house with my children. I was constantly, constantly busy all day. I got up at 3.30 in the morning. My day ended at 11.45. And just like you saw in the video where he goes, Lord, I just want to think, you're out. You don't mean to do that. You don't mean to dishonor God. Your body can just only take so much. If you make appointments, if you make appointments and you keep them, who has doctor's appointments? You make it, don't you? On this island, you better get there. I was going to get an eye exam. It was only one eye exam on the whole island for the next six months. And I didn't care what time they said come. I said, I'm on my way. I'm half asleep. Somebody got to drive me. I said, hey, doc, I'm not 420. I'm just tired. My eyes are red like this. Promise you. I promise you that. But we got to find us a place. Let's put the scripture up. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. Certain place. Be there every time. Be there. It's like, well, God knows where I'm at. That's for you. You go there. Whoever saw the movie and saw the movie War Room with well, an older lady went in the room, and that was her war room. I don't know about you, but I got war going on in my house. I don't know if you got war going on in your house. I guess everybody here is debt-free. Is everybody debt-free? Anybody debt-free? No, nope, we got bills, right? Everybody's babies are perfect, and they do exactly what you say at all times. You always get promoted at work. Everybody loves you. Everybody. You just walk in love. You just float on a cloud. No, it didn't work that way. We go to our certain place, and when we go to this certain place, that becomes your battleground. It's like, well, I'm not a soldier. Yes, you are. It's time to fight for what is yours. It's time for you to fight for your peace. It's time for you to fight for your family. That is where you go, is that you go to that place. I used to get in my car at night, cut on my air conditioner, cool it down a little bit. It's hot in Georgia. I turn the heat on when it's freezing, ice outside. But I would go in my car. That way I could talk to God and I could build my relationship. I wanted this so bad that I, that I would sacrifice time. I'm telling you, once you get in that place, you'll go from five minutes to ten minutes to 15. Next thing you know, it's time to get out of the car and the alarm goes off. God can take that little bit of time and do so much in that ten minutes. You can't imagine. But then you want, wind up wanting to stay a little bit longer. Stay a little bit longer. And not only is this a battleground, it's not a bad thing. It's also a parade field. We get to thank God in His presence and say, God Almighty, look what happened. I got promoted. I didn't even ask for that. I was praying about other stuff. I got an apartment. I got a car. What is going on? I was praying about other stuff. God knows where you are on that field. Just like the people catching a little fish. Your hands are up, your face is up, and you're looking for the pass. Not everybody's in position yet. Not everybody's right where they need to be yet to catch it. Everybody, You're too far back. You're too close up. You're not ready yet to catch that pass. Why does he get blessed and I don't? You ain't ready yet. You ain't in position. Come to the field. Come to the field. Come out here with me. I used to walk out in the middle of a field, go under a tree, and I would sit there. And that would be, and, and that way I could be as loud as I wanted. You know, what, like the video, people have their own way of talking with God. 
it's okay. It's okay to pray just like you want. Prayer is a mysterious thing. It really is. And because it's a mysterious thing, maybe you go and you say, Lord, I just don't know what to say today. I don't know what to say. All I can do is look at you and just cry. You know my tears and you know this. You know what's going on in my life. I don't know what to say. Just show up and change something in my life. It can be as simple as that. Prayer in your tear. Prayer in your joy. Prayer in your song. And that's where we're going to go to step three. We're going to go to step three. Speak out of your mouth in prayer. It's something so powerful when you open your mouth. It is something so powerful. It is, a, it, it, it is wonderful. It is said in the Bible that, that when you speak, your words have power. When you, when you build up your children and you did a great job, baby, that baby feels so good. But if you ever spoke negative, that baby feels so bad. We're the same way. We want to speak to our daddy, to our father. We want to talk to him. Now, what did Jesus say? We're still looking at Jesus. We're still looking at Jesus. I, I see you online. My brother's watching in South Georgia. He's probably laughing at me right now, throwing popcorn at the screen. What did Jesus say? Let's go to the scripture, what, what, what Jesus said. Luke 11, 2. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Said, say. He spoke. He opened his mouth. He said, say it, speak it. It's powerful when you open your mouth and you speak it and you say it. Next scripture. This is Jesus on the cross. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. The word is Jesus said. He said it. Why did he say it? Why would he say he is about to die? He didn't say I'm going to meditate. He spoke. And the reason he spoke, it was powerful. And the Romans had to hear it. And when the Romans heard it, what did they say? Surely this is the Son of God. That he is from this cross and he's speaking. He's talking. He should be drowning in his own blood right now. But all he could think about, I need to open my mouth. Those Romans... There are Romans that say, surely it's the Son of God. Surely some of those Romans were saved and believed on Jesus Christ. Would they ever believe if he hadn't opened his mouth? They heard. He spoke. It's like, Brother David, I'm, 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 I'm not real good at praying. As the video shows, some people have their own ways. I'm just not good at it. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing when I pray to God. Anybody feel that way? I really don't know what I'm doing. He's so powerful. He's a mighty God. I'm kind of intimidated a little bit. But I, I know him as my Savior. When you know him as your Savior, you can go to him. He's your daddy. You know, your little baby runs to you. Daddy. And he's waiting there. The same way you can talk to him just like you talk to a friend. Riding down the road. Lord, I need you now. There's a beautiful song that says, I need you now. Not another second, not another minute, not another hour. 
Lord, I just need you now, and I need you right away. I need you now. And it's amazing from that. But when you're on that battlefield, sometimes it gets loud. I like to go to battlefield. I like to run my mouth. It's like, where's the examples? If you will go in the Bible, we have Bibles, and I talk about the Bible. I go in the Bible, and I try to find myself. You're in there somewhere. Nothing has changed. Jesus knew 2,000 years ago that you were going to be busy. He was busy too. He knew you were going to be barred by, by media. He knew phones. and he knew, he knew everything that was going to happen right now. But he said, speak. Open your mouth. Go in your body. You're in there. Job. I put myself beside Job. The only difference between me is that I don't have anybody who's dead. I didn't have my children killed. This is a powerful thing. Go in there. Daniel was put in a lion's den to be killed. And he prayed. And God shut the mouth of the lion in that den. So when I go to battlefield, I say, oh, I done found me something. I done found something. I done found something. God, just like you did Daniel in the lion's den, you shut his mouth in that den. I got dens of dead in my house. I got dens of liars at my job. I got people backbiting me everywhere I go. I'm sick and tired of it, Lord. And I know you can close the mouths. What's our big, let's go to what our big, our message is. What, our, what is our point, our challenge? Commit these three steps. Pray to a creator for a closer relationship. Does anybody want that? Does anybody want that at all? Anybody? I, I just need one. All of heaven celebrates when you decide to commit to God. And that's all we want you to do. Go to the last scripture. Jeremiah. Then you will call me, time. You will come to me, a place. And I will listen. Why did he say listen? Because you speak. Every eyes bowed. Every, every eyes shut, head bowed. If that's you today, and you want this closer relationship with God. If you, I, I've known God all my life. But I just want to get closer, closer, closer. If you're online, you want to get closer. I want to get closer. I want to be so close that I feel his breath on my face. That he, that he is there. Who wants this? Anybody? Without anybody looking around. I want this so badly. I want a closer walk. Maybe I don't have a prayer life, but I want this right now. I'm going to do these steps. Jesus is my example. I want this right now. If you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you don't know Him, you should get to know Him today. Please, I, am, I beg of you not to leave this place not knowing Him as your Savior. The Awakening family joins with you today as we pray this prayer to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And we all speak it out of our mouth so we're not, we're not leaving anybody out. That we're a family and we do stuff together as a family. And we're going to do this together. Repeat about after me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe Jesus is your son. And that Jesus came to earth and he died on a cross for my sins. And that he was put in a tomb, he was buried 
and he rose on the third day and he's coming back for me and I want this relationship with your son Jesus Christ today and Jesus as my Lord and Savior now if you said that prayer for the first time or even if you've dedicated rededicated your life to prayer to this relationship could somebody raise their hand please yes thank you thank you online thank you I see you online I see you I see you God is so, oh, Lord, heavens are celebrating with you, and so will the Awakening Church. So will this Awakening Church with you. We celebrate with you today, and we welcome you to this family of believers in Jesus Christ today. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name. We bless your holy name. Thank you for all that came and all that wanted to come, that couldn't come. Bless those lame and sick that are in the hospital at home right now. We ask you to lift them up. We ask you to lift up this church family. We ask everyone within the sound of my voice online and the sound of my voice in these seats that they are blessed and they continue this relationship with Jesus Christ, our Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to worship. We're going to leave his courts with thanksgiving today. And if God has done anything for you today, done anything somebody clap your hands somebody clap your hands somebody shout that it's going to change your life today say i believe it i believe it i receive it in jesus name thank you for joining us this week the awakening church is a church that unchurched people love to attend where real people can come as they are and connect with others who love god if you're on Maui, please come join us. If you're not on Maui or you can't attend a service, check us out online at theawakening.org or download our Awakening Church app. You'll find past messages, online Bible studies, scripture, and lots of other cool stuff, including ways where you can help us continue our mission. If this message has blessed you, you can help us increase our reach by giving to The Awakening Church, either on our app or online. Thank you for joining us. Aloha. Aloha.